Well, hello, and I want to welcome you to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Horton. I'm here to bring you a short message that's designed to help you become all that God created you to be and to live your life to the fullest. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get into today's message. What an exciting time to be alive. Glad to be back with you on our weekly podcast here, Pastor Mitch Horton. And, uh, you know, this is another day. I don't know about you, but I'm making a choice today to succeed. I'm making a choice today to walk with God. I'm making a choice today to be full of joy. I'm making a choice today to act on God's Word. I'm making a choice today to walk in love, to walk in peace, to walk in mercy, grace, and forgiveness towards others. I'm making a choice today to walk in the light and let the light of Jesus shine through the way I uh, act and react in all the circumstances that will come my way today. How about you? So uh, it's another day that we choose what today will bring. So I hope you're going to, like me, give it your best shot. What do you say? So I uh, got put something on my heart today I want to share and talk about a little bit. It's, you know, we're living in a topsy-turvy, volatile time, really. And um, uh, the attacks of the enemy are uh, strong and sometimes fierce. And one of the attacks that I have noticed as I talk with people is the attack of fear against the human mind. And um, uh, it's stronger now today than it was a few years ago. And it seems to be increasing in its strength and velocity. But you know what? The good here's the good news. The good news is, regardless of what tactics. Our enemy uses to try to defeat us. We always win, and uh, and we have some huge promises about fear. So I want to get right on in that. I want to encourage you. Fear is contraband goods. Fear is something that I refuse to allow to rule my life. And I'll I'll talk about some um, uh, anecdotes of that personally uh, in just a minute. Proverbs ten twenty four says this: The fear of the wicked will come upon him. And the desire of the righteous will be granted. Again, that's Proverbs 10, 24. And so fear opens up a, it's like fear opens up a door to the demonic realm. And and fear opens up a door to to doubt and dread and depression and all those negative things that come. 2 Timothy 1, 7 says, God's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So on the heels of fear, uh, come doubt and unbelief. And uh, I've often said it this way, fear attracts our enemy the way faith attracts God. So, you know, ask yourself the question, the any areas of life that I'm allowing fear to rule my thinking or my emotions. Really, fear is faith in the negative. It's believing the wrong thing, right? So, you know, let me also say that our enemy can smell fear a mile away. Um, I'm reminded, you know, some animals can sense fear very readily. We uh, we had a missions trip to uh, Calcutta, India, and then uh, the uh, group of people I went with went on to Kathmandu, Nepal. I wasn't able to make that leg of the f- trip, but the guy I went with told me a story of what happened. We had one of the guys with us. And, uh, you know, he, anyway, bottom line, they uh, we, we ministered in Calcutta. This is back in the 90s. And... Um, and then they went on to Kathmandu. I had to come back home uh, for ministry here in North Carolina, but they stayed. And one of our, um, one of the people on our our, our um, missions trip team, 
uh, here's what they said. They went to Kathmandu, and they went to the temple of the monkey god. Now, there are lots of temples in India, lots of really strange things. They have, uh, it said, 300 million gods. One of them is the monkey god. So they, um, uh, you know, were ministering in a certain uh, city in in, uh, uh, in Kathmandu, in, in a certain region area there, village, I guess, and so they came by the t- temple of the monkey gods, so they went in there. One of the guys, listen to this now, one of the guys, uh, and there were monkeys everywhere, okay? And uh, so they went in there, and one of the guys became afraid of the monkeys. And you know what? Uh, after a period of time, them being in there just touring, they said, well, where's so-and-so? They couldn't find them. They looked over in the corner, and the monkeys had sensed the fear in this uh, team member, and they had cornered him in a corner of the building, and they had surrounded him, and he was crying out for help. And so, see, just like an animal can sense, uh, sometimes dogs can f- sense fear, yada, yada, you know. So, again, the enemy uh, uh, senses fear um, when, when we allow fear to rule our thinking. So, listen to this. Job's problems, back in the book of Job, were as a result of allowing fear into his life and um, as you read through the book of Job in fact if you start in Job chapter 1 Job uh, was uh, a very wealthy man for his day Uh, he had lots of land lots of cattle and um, just really really opulently wealthy man Uh, but there was a problem with Job he had a big family he had children he had a wife he was blessed but he was afraid that somehow one of his family members would open the door and bad things would come. Now listen to Job chapter 1, verse 4. His sons would go and feast in their houses, it says, each on his own appointed day and would send and invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. So it was when the days, verse 5, so it was when the days of feasting had run their course that Job would send and sanctify them and he, he uh, would rise early in the morning and watch this, offer burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, watch, for Job said, it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus, Job did regularly. So listen, so Job was afraid that his children would open up the door uh, for the enemy to come and attack the family. And, you know, that's exactly what happened. And he showed the fear by what he did. He regularly made sacrifices on his family's account. Again, this is Old Testament. Well, why did he do it? Because he was afraid that they would, uh, they would not serve God as they should and open up a door. And so when Satan came before God uh, to, uh, uh, to say something about Job and how upright he was and what a good man he was, and, and um, he said, but God, you know, if you uh, take all that he has, he'll curse you. And God said, you know what? He's already in your hands. And the thing that opened up the door for the enemy to rob, steal, and kill in Job's life is mentioned in Job chapter 3, verse 25. And it says, for the thing I greatly feared has come upon me. Satan attacked Job. He lost his family. He lost his wealth. He lost even his health. For the thing I greatly feared has come upon me. And what I dreaded has happened to me. Now listen at that. So again, Job yielded to fear. He showed fear with his actions. The enemy smelled it and and attacked him. So again, um, uh, Job opened the door for Satan to rob and steal. 
and kill. And it was through fear. Proverbs 29, 25 says this, the fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord will be safe. Listen, fear is never the will of God. Um, Anytime throughout the Bible, when an angel had a message for an individual, that message was usually prefaced with fear not. So my encouragement, face our fears. Let's face our fears today and refuse to give in to them. There is something about me that I have just made the decision that I am not going to be afraid. I have made a decision I'm not going to be afraid of anything. I mean, I am not going to yield to fear. So face your fears. Resist them with the word of God. God's not given us a spirit that cowers to fear. He's given us a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. Uh, Somebody said an acronym for fear is F-E-A-R, false evidence appearing real. Let me tell you something about our enemy, Satan. He's a master of disguise. And he wraps a problem up in fear, and then he plants those fear, those fears into us through thoughts, and thoughts trigger feelings. So here's the way it works. A thought, a thought comes into our mind, a feeling comes into our body, and then, and then if we give attention to the thought and the fears, then, then um, uh, he, Satan has an uncanny way to remind us of this circumstance, that circumstance, what happened to somebody here, what happened there, et cetera, et cetera. And if you yield to fear, it's a never-ending cycle. So I, in my life, I made a determination. When I first came to Jesus, I was not going to be a fear-filled person. Listen, when I, when I first came to the Lord, fear had dominated me for years. Somebody read my poem uh, uh, during a Halloween carnival of all places at a church. It shouldn't have been there. It was crazy. It was a United Methodist Church, you know, uh, should not have been, but it was. And that, when they did that, they said to me, well, they looked at all the lines on my hand and said, well, your lifeline's short. So you know what that means? That means you're not going to live your full life out and uh, you're going to die young. That was 13 years old when that happened to me. Y'all, I mean, that fear, just that one statement out of that person's mouth who did not know what they were talking about, it dominated my life for the years of my uh, uh, of me being a teenager until I came to Jesus. I was afraid I was going to die in an accident, and I did have a car accident. I was afraid I was going to die of some crazy thing. I had an I, I, I had an occurrence where I smoked some pot and uh, and I lost my eyesight. Um, I would have things like that happen, and the enemy's constantly telling me something's going to happen. You're not going to live your full life out. Why go to school? Why get an education? Why even think about getting married? You're not going to live very long anyway. Remember what they said? Remember what they said? Remember what they said? Y'all, that dominated me, age 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. Then just before my 18th birthday, when I came to Jesus and, and was baptized with the Holy Spirit, And the word of God became very, very real to me. Boy, the first thing I realized was that this fear had dominated me almost all of my teenage years. And you know what? There was the day I stood up and said, no more. When I found out that Jesus made provision available for me to live a long time, Psalm 91, 16 says, for with a long life, will I satisfy him and show him my salvation? I said, look at this. I, God's promised that I can live a long time. I did a study on longevity and I found out it's the will of God 
that we live into an old age until we're satisfied with life. Man, when I found that out, I said, you foul spirit of fear, get out of my life. And I recognized as I read the Bible and as I read 2 Timothy 1.7 that a spirit of fear had grasped my mind and that it was, uh, it was dominating me and, and really in some ways debilitating me. And you know what I found out over all of these years of being in ministry since 1981 uh, I have found out that there are a lot of people that are wrestling with a spirit of fear. Uh, things happen to their mom, their dad, their grandma, their grandfather, their ancestors, and they say, well, that's in my family line, or a doctor, you know, they go to the doctor, and the doctor says, well, you know, you got to fill out all this stuff, and has your family members been affected by this, 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 and, and you know, the enemy can use that if your family members have been affected by things to tell you, well, that runs in the family, it's probably going to happen to you. Well, you know what? The curse causeless does not come and it doesn't have to come to you. It doesn't have to come to me, and we can stop it and resist it in the name of Jesus. Again, the fear of man brings a snare. It brings a trap. A sphere is a trap for the enemy to, to, to bind us, and God wants us to be absolutely free. So fear can be false evidence appearing real. Satan's a master of disguise, wraps the problem up in fear, make us think there's no way out. Friends, it's a bluff. It's a lie. Listen, faith in the Word of God is the answer to fear. We commit ourselves to God. We believe we receive when we pray. We believe the Word of God. We say what God's Word says about us, and we absolutely refuse to listen to anything else else and allow uh, fear to dominate us. And you know what? Fear will run right out of the door. The moment I recognize fear, and I do recognize fear sometimes. Sometimes fear comes to me. Listen, you don't think fear dominated me the last, or tried to dominate you? didn't, but tried to the last number of years. We had a big building project and the costs kept escalating and we ended up paying well over two times what we had planned because of COVID on the, for the building and the upfit project on our property here at Victory Church. And I mean to tell you, um, the enemy was constantly saying, you're not going to make it. You're going to fail. This is not going to work. You'll never get the building completed. Then when you get it completed, you're going to have so many problems. You're not going to have the money. I just said, shut up. I resist the fear in the name of Jesus. See, fear is false evidence appearing real. And I begin to say out loud what God said about my situation. And I began to say, you know what, we're going to complete the project. We're going to have the money to do everything we need to do. And then we're going to be able to utilize the building. We'll start the childcare and the school just like we planned. I just kept saying it, kept saying it, kept saying it. Did the fear thoughts come? Of course they did. What do I do with fear thoughts? I don't act on them at all. In fact, I say out loud the opposite of what I'm hearing, the opposite of what I'm feeling. You know, it reminds me when I've, I've been on many, many, over 40 short-term missions trips to various places, and some of these are very remote locations, and, and, I've, uh, and I haven't known the language, and I feel sometimes isolated alone. But I would get into my hotel room by myself, and many times the enemy would attack my mind and tell me that I won't make it home or, or, or that ministry is not going to be effective or that because I'm, I'm in a disease-prone area and it's really, really bad, and he would remind me of situations I had heard where missionaries had gone to certain locations, and I was in some of those locations, and people had gotten sick or died or people had heart attacks or a stroke or, you know, they had some debilitating disease they contracted and didn't know it until after they got home. All those kinds of things would fill my mind. 
you know, sometimes, sometimes night after night, and while I was by myself, when I was tired, see, the enemy often, often will hit you when you're down. And so sometimes I'd be so tired from ministry, going to my room at night, and then no, there were no creature comforts, no electricity, no running water. And, uh, you know, I'm just fending, just trying to eke out, you know, the existence for the period of time I'm there, you know. And the enemy would hit me with all these thoughts. And you know what I did? Every time it happened, I would begin to worship God. See, we fight our battles in praise and worship, right? I would begin to worship God and say, Father, I thank you. If God be for me, who can be against me? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How will he not with him also uh, freely give us all things? And you know what? I just begin to say what God said about me. Nay, in all these things, I'm more than a conqueror through him that loved me and gave himself for me. And I would say things like, I can't go under for going over. God is my father. Jesus is my savior. The Holy Spirit is my helper. And all three of them are for me. And the person who is inside of me is so much greater than any force, opposition, or circumstance that would surround me. I begin to say that, just begin to lift my hands and praise God. And, you know, after a period of time, all of that stuff would lift, all of the fear. It almost felt like a panic attack many times. But it would just lift as I worshiped God, praised God, and said what God's Word said. And I had been doing that for years and years before I ever started taking the short-term missions trip. So I was uh, ready for the uh, accusations of the enemy. And I was ready when the attack of fear came. So, you know, I can confidently tell you, regardless of what kind of fears you may be facing in life today, you are more than a conqueror. You can make it. It doesn't have to happen to you, but you've got to speak out loud. Don't be like Job that kowtowed to the fear, that yielded uh, to the suggestions of the enemy, and, and then by what he did showed that he was afraid. He was making sacrifices for his, for his family in the event that they had, were, were disobeying God because he was full of fear. Don't do that. Don't live that way. I don't take stock in fear at all. Uh, listen to this one. So years ago, this is back, let me see, 1998. I was on a missions trip um, uh, to uh, uh, Central America. And the, the ministry we were working with had an airplane um, that took uh, volunteer workers uh, to, a, a, to a site and we did medical missions and stuff. Well, tragically that year, uh, the plane crashed that the ministry owned, crashed in bad weather while we were there. And uh, all of the workers had about 100 people from the United States there helping with this uh, big medical missions campaign for a week in a very remote jungle location. And, uh, and so uh, when the plane crashed, uh, somebody came from the crash site. It actually crashed on top of a mountain that was not far from where the, um, uh, where the um, uh, place was where the ministry had their headquarters. And I was there. My wife was there. Susan was there. We had about uh, eight people from our church there. And, um, and, and so they said, we need people to go up to the crash site to check and, and see about the survivors from the airplane crash. So, um, uh, so I was one of those that went up in a bus. We went all around and around up to the top of the mountain, around and around the little crooked roads and such that led up to the top of the mountain. And we had uh, some physicians in the vehicle, and they were telling us how to treat crash victims and et cetera, et cetera, and told, telling us some things to do. When we got up there, uh, the plane was, it looked like it was in a thousand pieces. I'll never forget. And, uh, and, and here's the thing that got me, and I told the whole story. I can tell a whole lot more, but I don't have time. But listen, uh, we got there, and I went up to the to the very top and then looked down, uh, going up a little road to where the crash site was. And, 
And then when I got to the top and looked down, I could see all the pieces of the aircraft. I could see the fuselage. I could see the wings. I could see the wires, uh, wires Hank sticking out of the ground, the engines. I could see the wheels. And oh my, it was just a, quite a sight to behold. I'd never really seen anything like that. And, uh, and, and the moment I, I saw that, listen to what happened to me, uh, there was suddenly a strong fear that grabbed me. I mean, it was almost debilitating when I first saw the crash site. And maybe that's a natural response, but I'm telling you, it was a strong fear. And when that fear came, I heard these words, now, you better cancel the next missions trip you've planned. This may happen again, and it may happen to you next time. And see, I had planned a missions trip to India uh, in January of 1999, and that would have been, I think, my first uh, my first trip to India. And uh, my goodness, um, that was so strong that well, you need to cancel you need to cancel that trip. And uh, and and I'll never forget. Um, uh, intuitively, I knew that this fear what was a demon spirit speaking to me. The devil was speaking to me. And and when that came immediately. When that thought come to my mind and the feelings rose up of fear in my body, I spoke out loud, I will not live my life in fear. I will go on the next trip that I've been scheduled to, and I will not be afraid. I will not die in a plane crash. I will never be in a plane that crashes. And you know what? As soon as those words, listen, came out of my mouth, all of that fear vanished. It just It's like it was not there. Friends, don't yield to fear. Commit your way to the Lord. Stand in faith. And listen, when things happen and you find yourself suddenly surrounded by fear, speak out loud what God's word says about you and refuse to yield to the circumstances and the feelings and the thoughts, no matter how foreboding it may be. Listen, the word of God is an antidote to fear. <laughs> Meditate on what God's word says. Say what God's word says instead of saying what the fierce thoughts try to make you think. Find scripture that specifically refutes the lies of the enemy uh, that, as, that he's speaking into your mind. All right. Uh, James 4, 7 says, therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. See, since God's for you, your enemies don't stand a chance. That's what I think. How about, how about Romans 8, 31 and 32? What shall we say to such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can even be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? How about Romans 8, 37? These are both a New Living Translation. No, despite these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. I want to encourage you, choose today to live by faith in God's word and not by your feelings. See um, 2 Corinthians 4, 18. Again, New Living Translation. It says, so we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on the things that cannot be seen. The things we see now or feel now will soon be gone. But the things we cannot see will last forever. Y'all, I have ministered to people over all of these years who have had debilitating fears come upon their life because mama had this condition or daddy had this condition or or my grandfather, my grandmother, or, or my extended family has always dealt with this, this, or this. Friends, if you have those kinds of things in your life, you need to stand against them. The Bible says we overcome by two things, the blood of the lamb 
and the word of our testimony, Revelation 12, 11. I absolutely refuse to give voice to fear. And I would encourage you today, set yourself now against any fear that tries to come into your mind. Listen, uh, Satan has an uncanny ability to put a thought in your mind and a feeling in your body. And many times he does it with sickness and disease. He'll put a, a feeling in your body and then the thought comes, well, you got cancer, or well, you got heart problems, or well, you got this problem, or well, you have that physical condition. Well, you know, so-and-so. And what you don't want to do is yield to that. Don't yield to the spirit of fear. The moment those thoughts come, rise up in faith and say what God says about you. The Bible says Jesus himself took our infirmities and bear our sicknesses, Matthew 8, 17 says. And uh, Jesus, uh, Isaiah chapter uh, 53, verses uh, 4 and 5, Surely he's borne our sicknesses, carried our pains, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. Verse 5, he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his wounds we are healed. Listen, I don't know how many, I've been on so many long-haul airplane flights and I'm telling you crazy things sometimes can happen on air on, on long distance long haul flights and the enemy I don't know how many times he told my mind see you might get in a car or a airplane accident this time or this may happen or that may happen you know what refuse fear I begin to pray in faith I would pray in faith about every juncture of my trips now, I've been doing this all my life, and now every morning when I get up, I plead the bleed up blood of Jesus over me, my family members, my staff team, our church family, et cetera, et cetera. I don't allow fear in at all. Fear is false evidence appearing real. The fear of man, it will, uh, uh, will bring a snare. The fear of man brings a snare, but whoever puts his trust in the Lord will be safe. I want to encourage you today. Act on the fact that God has not given you a spirit of fear, timidity, cowardice, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And rise up in Jesus' name. S submit to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. I want to pray right now. If you have any kinds of overwhelming fears that have been ruling you, I'd like to pray for you. And we'll, I'll believe God with you today for that to absolutely be eradicated from your life. Maybe it's a fear like I had as a teenager that, that I would die young. Maybe it's a fear of a, an illness that maybe has run in your, your, your family or your extended family. Or maybe it's a fear of accidents, a fear of failure. Maybe it's a fear, maybe it's a financial fear of, of business demise or that uh, things will not work out well for you, that God will not meet your need. Whatever it could be, it could be a relational fear that somebody will uh, you know, uh, that you trust will do something that's untrustworthy and turn their back on you. Whatever those fears are, resist them right now. Father, I pray for me and all of us that are listening to this podcast. I set myself against the spirit of fear. And in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, any person listening that has, has been wrestling with a spirit of fear uh, with their physical body, in their relationships, with their finances, uh, with circumstances in general. You foul spirit of fear, I command you to go in the name of Jesus. You say out loud with me. Come on, say it right now. Father, you've not given me, say it. Father, you've not given me, come on, a spirit of fear, but you've given me a spirit of power and of love 
and of a sound mind. I resist fear right now in Jesus' name. I am blessed. God is prospering everything I set my hand to do. Say it out loud. God is keeping me healthy and strong. I will live a long life without sickness, without disease, and I'll live until I'm satisfied with life. And then like the Old Testament believers, I'll put my feet up in the bed if Jesus delays his coming. And I'll say, Lord, take me on to heaven. And I'll, and I'll die when I'm an older person, very satisfied with life. Thank you for delivering me from the spirit of fear in Jesus' name. Friend, pray that. Go back and, and listen to this podcast, this latter part. Pray that prayer again. Add to it your own thoughts, your own praying. But y'all, don't yield to the spirit of fear because Jesus has, has set us free. Well, God bless you. Looking forward to talking with you next time. Thanks for listening to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I hope you're able to get something out of the message today. Before you leave, please make sure uh, that you subscribe and leave a review on whatever platform that you're listening from. Doing this goes a long way in helping us reach a wider audience. Lastly, If you want to reach out with questions, concerns, prayer requests, or comments about today's content, you can email me at pastor at victorychurchraleigh.com. I would love to hear from you. Go out there and be all that God created you to be today. God bless you.